0: Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase Podcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or a bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. Alright, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I've got another special guest, another guest co-host with me this week. Please welcome back for the time, Seth Tremble. Oh. We're so glad you're here.
1: That's the sound you make when I'm there. Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, Justin is off uh, exercising demons in the deep south. Was that, so. the, was that
1: the noise I heard? <laughs> was, yeah, he just that,
0: yeah the demons inside of his penis just got exercised. So you know, because you know what he said, I would lick the pole. That's true. Followed by oh. and then nice. You know, so we've we've got them all lined up and ready to go. <laughs> So uh, this is how we it. like to start the show. uh Yeah, but I've got Seth back in action. If you if you don't remember, if you haven't been, I mean, it's been several episodes. I think the last episode you're on was 3:35, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's been a minute. Yeah,
1: and my episodes aren't popular. False. Let's be fair. I am. My goal is to be at the Noah Reno <laughs> level of popularity. Like that's what I want to do. Like it, really, more than anything, Doug. With this episode, I just want to break whatever record okay. he's set. Like I want to be the one on next year's YouTube report where it's like, oh, this this episode really crushed
0: okay. it. All right, maybe maybe we'll find a clip um, in here. You know,
1: competition. Find the with clip. That guy,
0: you know that uh, right? that goes that goes big. Find yeah, some we're gold. gonna find some gold together, because um, <laughs> that's what we do. We're miners. Uh, but you may know Seth right? if you've joined the Discord. He goes by Slotty Bartfest. He is also uh, friends with Irv Steven, uh who is on the the Dinkum. Very the Deacum podcast with Andy yeah. America. So um, you know, it's 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 good to have you on here and thank you for uh for being the guest gapper. Guest gaper, as everyone likes to, you know, say.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Yes, that's the right? proper pronunciation. Exactly.
0: Proper please. pronunciations. Um a
1: little bit of guest gaper over here.
0: <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's good to have a guest gaper because you need to get that other perspective. You need to get fresh hands on a situation, you know, uh to to really take a look at things and, and dig around root 100%, around, in there. you know just to be just to see find find because that's what it is you you yeah. put on your gloves get look down at business. you look at this metrosexual wearing gloves man I tell you unbelievable <laughs> you take your fancy pants
1: I'm sorry I just, here's like, the guy who's okay. like family
0: we're going to Panera bread I'm like oh what is Wendy's too good for you he's like we're going to Panera you know he's just a fancy high class guy you know I get it
1: Sorry, no, Panera bread is hospital food that they sell. Wow.
0: To, to wow the hospital food. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I've been to Panera like three times. Yeah. Man. Find where I'm <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Prove me. You're like a Steven Crowder. Panera bread is yeah. hospital food for the general public. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Yikes.
1: Consequently, <laughs> it's cheaper.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, American healthcare um so but uh before we get started uh as so a quick housekeeping if you don't know already you can check us out live uh we live stream the podcast on tuesdays either 7 or 8 p.m central depending on our guests most of the time 7 p.m but we're doing it 8 p.m central tonight so wiggity woo else
1: eastern that's standard right. time mm-hmm. over here
0: i also host a video game live stream on fridays and or saturdays uh depending on what's going on you know in the world so Come check that out; it's always fun. Uh, you can also join our Discord. Link is in the description down below. Also, if you're here and you're enjoying yourself, hit the like button. And if you're feeling extra inclined, hit the subscribe button. It means a lot. We're up to 264 subscribers at this point in time. Which honestly, I gotta tell you, gang, literally, cost I you cost nothing. you nothing. And seriously, like we've come so far in a year. Like, you know, last year, last November, I think, or early December, we started like using shorts and things like that, and we saw an explosion of growth in our. And our channel, and we've we've gotten over the two hundred mark, and now we're we're getting close to the three hundred mark. So thank you to all who have liked and subscribed over the past year. I, we really appreciate you and for supporting us. And if you'd like to support us with more, you can always head to uh, patreoncom podcast, like Clarissa did. Uh, Emilio's wonderful wonderful partner. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining the Patreon club. And then also you can check out our merch at Redbubble.com/slash or just Redbubble.com, and then type in MindGap Podcast in the search, and you can all our stuff there so bing 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 bing
1: yeah i'm I'm excited for next year i heard you're moving to twitter spaces
0: oh good Um, so i can talk with elon hopefully about his grand plans for what he's going to do to burn down twitter you know exactly twitter spaces
1: the podcast will be exclusively hosted on jesus christ got an exclusive deal
0: what a shit show of the social media. I've been I've been taking such a break from everything since I've been off. I'm off the last two weeks of December and I have done so much disconnecting from things. I have no idea what's going on in the news. I've stayed off all pretty much all social media. Uh, I haven't done much thinking. <laughs> it's been kind of nice. But also this is a
1: So what you mean to say is the only news you've really gotten are like the memes that get posted 100%. in the Discord. Like that's basically where you're getting all of your mm-hmm. connection to the outside yep. world is through Discord.
0: Oh. I think that's great compared to what nice. I normally do. So the the hard part about this is that it's going to be hard for me to spin myself back up and get back into my groove because two weeks off is a long time, especially when you have nothing planned. It is. So <laughs> like I have.
1: <laughs> so I, I'm on a similar break. I have to head back to work tomorrow for like two mm-hmm. whole fucking days. Um, and then I get another like four or five days off. But you're right. It's so hard. it's like when I'm away from work for this period of time, it really makes me like, God damn it! Why do I actually have mm-hmm. to fucking do this? Like the the existence I was just living. This was what yeah, I was right. meant to do. This was what feels right. This stuff, this faking, like going in and pretending to be important, do dumb shit. Like that's yeah. not me. That's yeah. not us. No,
0: I agree. I, I've I. It's weird because following the news for me, I think is. Somewhat important because I feel like I have some sort of obligation to know what's going on just so I part of it is selfish because so much of my life I've heard someone say hey did you hear about X Y and Z and I'm like "Uh, uh, I have no idea what what that is or why it's happening and I just I kind of feel like I just want to be informed so if someone says have you heard about that I'm like actually I have heard about that because I've been following it but it's a huge burden uh just to follow that stuff on the regular basis it's good to know to have an idea of the awareness but boy does it like it it puts some weight on your shoulders emotionally and mentally and it's a lot to lots to shoulder it gets old
1: like part of my job i have to i have to monitor twitter because a lot of the The industry I work in, a lot of the news is disseminated through Twitter. So like um, for those who don't know, and honestly, why would anybody, why would anybody fucking care? I work in SEO, which is all about search engines and 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 really focused on Google because it's the predominant one. And I really need to be focused on what the Google algorithm's up to. They update it multiple times per year. And when they do that, chaos. So one of my jobs at my company is to monitor that kind of stuff and be aware when that's happening. And Twitter is where it always happens first. So I have like an obligation to be on Twitter every day for work. And I have to work very hard to keep myself from going into the dark spiral that is clicking those things on the right hand side that, you know, the explore the um, I forget the one you shared with me last night. It was like Kyle Rittenhouse and something piece of
0: shit. You know, he's he's a piece of shit. right yeah but they were separate but they were like first <laughs> were separate, one the second one headings. and then it was something like i don't know some some weird i don't know it was bizarre it's just such a weird for you thing and it's such a horrible thing to wander down it's never a good thing
1: right well the thing you click one you go into it you spend five minutes looking at all the bile that's been produced there and then it, it gives you another it, it refreshes and gives you a new set of things that's like of, that, of morbid curiosities that you might want to like ugh, marjorie taylor green the fuck's out what's the fuck that what do they
0: say done? now
1: And you go and you mm-hmm. click and then it's like ugh, then you get lost down that rabbit hole next thing i know it's nine forty-five. i have a meeting in 15 minutes which i am utterly unprepared for and all i've done is this is get a bunch of bad feelings about everything from Twitter. And now I just have a bunch of bad feelings I have to shed before I take. Them yeah. Into- Cause
0: that's all that is with Twitter. I, I realized that. And I've, I've stayed off of it for a while or for a couple of weeks now, just ever since Elon's taken over. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this circus. And I feel better about it because I would constantly fall into the same trap where I would I would recognize a trend or a hashtag that I'm like, oh, this sounds crazy. And I'm like, I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. But here's the thing, gang. Here's the thing. There is no bottom. There's nothing to it. There's no con- it, it's like watching freakouts.
1: There is no bottom, only there a power go. bottom.
0: Yeah. Fuck you. You're the one that's getting fucked. That's the thing. Is, the more you look down, you're bending over and then it's coming up from behind you, and it's like dick it, dig it, it. Just giving it to you. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> <Just like speed-lighting laughs> you are know, like oh my god um it's one of those things where you know it's like watching on for the longest time on tiktok my uh my algorithms was karen's and people freaking out in public and i would watch them because i'm like oh my god practical doug's like well gee i wonder how this started and i wonder what happened after the fact and you never get a resolution ever there's never a resolution to the freak out and there's something like just It's like eating a big old donut. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, I want to. this, Yeah, this tastes so good, but it doesn't fill you up. It's not really satisfying and you feel gross afterwards because you realize you didn't get any nutrition. You didn't get anything out of it. You just saw this flash of crazy rage between two people I'll never meet and i'll never know the full context of it it's just one person filming one person's side of the story and you'll never understand it but i was just apparently watching them and it was just feeding me to this feeding this stuff to me and i hated it to the point where i stopped using it and eventually my algorithm got reset and then i i get different stuff now
1: so i have a very similar thing on instagram cuz mm-hmm. i don't do tiktok yet but i'll watch the instagram reels which are basically yeah. just recycled tiktok so i'm just watching yeah, you're on tiktok
0: on a delay basically
1: my version of that though are foreign cooking videos where they have some food object that is very intriguing, but it's all in a different language. And they and I'm like, am I gonna get to see what this is? And then you never get to see what it actually is. You see them eat like they'll just like they just cut the video, like they'll be like cutting up some yeah. gigantic thing. And, like halfway through, like a, one cut, they're just like the video's over. No resolution ever. You just like left in wonder forever, like, what the oh my fuck God. is that thing? Yeah. People eat that? What's inside? They just, no resolution ever. And any, the other thing is any video that says watch I immediately, Japan, I immediately skip. I'm like, that's,
0: that's that's you just want people to feed no. the algorithm. That's what you want. You want the engagement.
1: I've been burned too many times. Just wait for anymore.
0: it. Wait for it. It's like, no, it never pays off. It's never good. Like If you have to tell me to wait there for it, never then payoff. You, you're an asshole. It means that your shit's bullshit. So I'm not here for it. But speaking of food, holidays just happened. I know you're a master of cooking. Uh, tell me about... what's dabble. You, you dabble. Yeah, you dabble a lot. And if you join you join the Discord, you head to the recipes uh, section, you can see uh, a lot of the great stuff Seth makes. Like something, uh, you know, like... You know, I force everybody to, yeah, to watch. It's great. To look it's at. awesome. Real quick, Jared says, uh, you should be able to report videos that say wait till the end and have nothing. I 100% agree with you, sir. Couldn't agree with you more. Fuck those guys, you know? <laughs> Bunch of, what do you think? What do you think I'm here to do? You know, I'm not, I'm not here to fuck spiders. I got shit to do, man. Not I got to shit spiders. to do. All right.
1: What do you think I'm on Instagram for? Like, how can, you,
0: s- how can it you, how can you sue for misleading trailers? Right? Like, maybe we'll get to that. We'll hang on to that. Put a pin in that. We might get to that. We'll see. <laughs> um. Yeah. Cool your tits, ja- yeah. Jared. Hey, Jared, chill your tits. Okay, I don't have it ready to go right out the right out the gate, but you know, just you know. All right, chill your tits. All right, chill your tits. Yeah, fornicate those arachnids. Thank you, sir. Uh, but uh, Seth is known to uh, known to to do some cooking, and he shares his good stuff. And I think it inspires us all to share our culinary delights that we make. Um, so, what what's some of the stuff you made for for the holidays?
1: So, I was I was mostly I, I was I was the side I was the side dish okay guy for the holidays. Um, this year, uh, well, I, side dish and okay. dessert. So the main course for the Christmas was a uh, a three bone a three bone uh, prime rib. Oh yeah, rib I
0: did a prime rib roast. See, mm.
1: we're on the same wavelength now. My sister in law was the mm-hmm. one who cooked it. Nice, perfectly done, tremendous, huge. <laughs> um, I was in charge of the mashed All right. potatoes. Um, and I have recently come upon um a shortcut that produces in fantastic mashed potatoes, um, but also cuts out like one of the worst parts of it, which is cooking the ah. fucking potatoes. Um, now, I don't know about you, but I'm a skins on. It works for me. Potatoes guy. I don't have yeah, fucking to peel them. Up. It's like, nah, no, no, fuck it it fucking man, it's fine. Potatoes. The yeah. skins taste fine to me. So uh, I bought a couple of bags of the steam in the bag mm-hmm. potatoes. Where It's like, you know, just pop in the microwave for eight minutes. It steams them. Um, basically, two of those plop those in a pan where I've uh, been sweating some onions. I know that's the part where you. Check yeah,
0: I'm not it. listening anymore. You can just stop the story right there.
1: <laughs> but then it's uh, warm milk, and then I've been making my own herb yes. butter of late. Um, herb and garlic butter. Warm milk, melted herb butter. Just dump that in, start mashing up until it's the right consistency. Maybe we're going to right. go. And then without that, it was uh, sugar cookies, uh, cut-out cookies with royal icing.
0: Yes. For dessert. Also did that. With uh Natalie and uh, her neighbor friends, and also we did another batch. Uh, the following day, we did some Christmas cookies with, yeah, just for us, just for us. Which was oh, they were, goddamn it, they were so good. And you posted your recipe. We basically did the same thing. Like there was a couple minor differences, but our recipes were basically exactly the same for that. So,
1: I mean, there's only so many ways you can mm-hmm. skin that cat, yeah. right? Um, personally, I'm a big I, I'm a big subscriber to Sally's mm-hmm. Baking Addiction. Um, you know, shout Charlie! out to Sally. Um, trying to get an endorsement nice. deal over there. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm sorry. Her recipes always hit the mark. Um, yeah. Big ups to Sally and her baking nice. addiction.
0: I've been a big fan of, uh, Babish. He's a big one. Joshua Weissman. Uh, and recently, uh, Preppy Kitchen with John Cannell. Like, they've been good to me.
1: So. I think that is where mm-hmm. our difference lies. You like video yes. recipes. I can't stand them and need them written and printed. I print out like I you know, maybe this is this is the, this is the one of the old people okay, things Boomer. that I do. Um <laughs> I print out all my recipes and I have them in a three ring binder in protective okay.
0: sleeves. All right.
1: I mean, once I make it and determine it's good, it makes yeah. the binder and then it becomes it becomes one of my recipes. I'm building my nice. own recipe book.
0: That's cool. Yeah, for me, I like to, it's in my YouTube algorithm, so I'll constantly be fed all these different videos, and I'll watch it and be like, hmm, I wonder what it's like to make this. Is it a lot of work? Is it easy? And then once I watch it and see it, then I'll go to the respective blog and get the recipe from there and follow it, because I just need to see it done first and then see what goes into it. Because there's times where I'm like, oh, this looks awesome, and I watch the recipe. I'm like, fuck that. I am not doing that. That seems like a ton of work, and I'll pass. Like, no, thank you. But I see it. and I'm like, oh, this doesn't look that hard. Or I have all these ingredients on hand. I'll do this right now. So <laughs> Jared goes. Sounds like a little practical. Seth lives inside a big Seth. It might be. Just might be.
1: Oh, I am. You know, we have not talked about it, but there as much as there is a practical Doug, there is a very big practical nice. Seth. There's. I I I I would tend to think that the practical Seth outweighs all other Seths mm-hmm. accumulated. Um, I crave yes. practicality. Um, I'm, I'm I drive a 2003 <laughs> Subaru Outback with less than 100,000 miles because, and I won't <laughs> let go of it until it, because I, a it's paid off, and b it still gets me it's from reliable. point a to point B, and that's all I fucking yeah. want from it. It's reliable. That's right. Exactly. Practicality. People. Yeah. I, I I am I am not one of those people who who you will find making impractical decisions, except for when it comes to boats. Now, boats are a great right now. <laughs>
0: How dare you? Jared goes, a Subaru what? <laughs> what is that? Is It's yes. like the N-word for Australians? Subaru
1: Outback. <laughs> right?
0: Uh, so, uh, <laughs> my culture is not a car. Bullshit, sir. Bullshit.
1: Has been for a lot of... Paul Hogan used
0: to... I'm sorry. Uh, your culture is also a, uh, I don't know, C-minus restaurant <laughs> in the U.S. So, you know, Can't take that from us. I mean... I don't know, uh, man.
1: I don't know. I'm going to give, you know, I'm sorry, but Outback Steakhouse brought us the blue yeah. onion.
0: Yeah. And for, for that, that C minus, you know, <laughs> the one thing they're known for, I don't like. <laughs> so
1: look, your hate of onions aside. I'm sorry, but
0: no apology needed
1: to the rest of the world who enjoys onions. blooming onions are, are something <laughs> incredible. <laughs>
0: Uh, I want to go back real quick because I want to get your thoughts on the gravy debate with the mashed potatoes. Are you a gravy on mashed potatoes person or a pat of butter on mashed potatoes person?
1: So my goal when I make mashed potatoes is to make them taste so good on their own. They that, that is a gravy.
0: bold goal, my friend.
1: Now, I achieve that semi-regularly, mm-hmm. but I'm not opposed. Like if somebody wants a little bit of gravy on theirs, yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, but if it's me, I'm more often just doing the pat of butter. Okay. Like honestly, like the finishing touch of any batch of mashed potatoes I make, several pats of butter are on top of that, waiting for those first few scoops to just make them amazing. That's
0: fair enough. I used to, my dad used to tell me that way back in the day when I was first having quote unquote steaks, because I say that in quotes because I was having it at places like Golden Corral and Ponderosa, which is the worst place to have steaks, by the way.
1: I don't remember them being... I mean, all right. I remember Golden Corral. I remember Ponderosa. But I remember them fondly.
0: I don't. Because (laughs) my palate, my garbage palate was only just... It was a playground of gross stuff that I would make. i one of my... I've said this before. I'll tell the story again at Golden Corral. First of all, the reason why we went to uh, places with all-you-can-eat buffets all the time was um, my parents didn't cook and two growing boys playing sports... Needed all the food they could eat, so we would just go to places like Golden Corral and Ponderosa where it's all-you-can-eat buffets, um, and we would eat on the cheap, and it was garbage food. Uh, I think even I knew a little bit. I kind of knew that back then, but I didn't care because, for me, it was quantity over quality, which took me uh, meeting and marrying Jill to finally get over that. Um, But one of the things that I would go and do was just make these abomination plates. And one of the things I would do is take, like, the...
1: (laughs) I feel like that needs like abomination a on the end. Plates, Abomination plates, right? <laughs> Come on down to Golden Corral and have an it abomination. It's like you plate.
0: can make what make Doug's plate of the week, which was the spaghetti noodles that were just sitting in water under heat lamps. So these things were soaked all the way through, mushy as hell. I would scoop those out.
1: Right. The water kept it from being It was that
0: crunchy. or all the water was was gone and then it became like stiff and dry. So it's one or the other. But it didn't matter because I would always hydrate it because I would take that from the Italian side of things. And I'd go over to the Mexican station. I would just put a big old thing of nacho cheese over that. And I would just eat spaghetti with nacho cheese. Spaghetti and nacho one of cheese. the nightmare okay. things I would make. And I, I look back to that and be like.
1: Do you ever dip your pizza I in nacho did? cheese? Here's the thing. Because there was the pizza bar, even systems, I right?
0: knew the pizza bar was garbage back then. Like it was so such a gross pizza. Oh yeah,
1: the, any frozen right. pizza, any frozen pizza on the planet. But as a kid, when I went to a place and pizza was there, I yeah. was getting it.
0: Um, I was garbage. I was so picky, even back then, where I was like, I don't know what kind of pizza this is, but I don't trust it. But I, I mean, I look back at my parents who let me craft these abomination plates. You know, and just be like, nom, nom, nom. their macaroni and cheese, it was just sitting in whatever sauce and the noodles would just be Dude, basically disintegrate.
1: That was the first image that Ugh. came to my head was the macaroni and cheese, which had a, the consistency was, so it was like gruel, you know, it was, only, it was every time you went, you would get a different, like there was ones that were just like, okay, a crust mm-hmm. has formed. Then there was ones that were like, I'm still mm-hmm. liquid. And then there was yeah. the tweet. <laughs> like that. It's like, I've been sitting here. <laughs> right? In between crust yeah. and liquid. This kind, of, this kind of like non-Newtonian In between crust solid and liquid. The Doug cheese. Cochran story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I need absolutely no seasoning whatsoever. It was bland. It tasted like absolute shit, but I was like, macaroni and cheese! right, And I remember eating it and just knowing this doesn't taste good, but I would still eat it because I didn't know any different. And... When I finally made my own food that tasted good, I'm like, oh, I was like, these doors just keep opening in my life. Like uh, going back to what my dad said, he's like a good steak doesn't need any sauce because when I grew up, it was always Heinz 57, like Heinz 57 on steak. My mom always told me we had to order it well done. And so, of course, they tasted like shit, especially when you go to places like Golden Corral, which are not known for making steaks. You know, they're not known for that. So you'd like go to this shitty place and be like, I want it well done.
1: I think there was a point in their history I where guess. they were. Like, I think they may start out aspirationally trying sure. to steak houses. Ponderosa, sure.
0: 100%. I mean, but you go to
1: At some point, they ditched it for the, yeah, for the buffet. Yeah, right.
0: And it's one of those things where... I don't know, man. It's just so dumb. It's so dumb that that's what that was. But And I used to think... I was on this quest to find... The, the seasoning that they put on this steak, I would, I would try the Montreal steak or these seasoned packets and put them on there. I'm like, I just can't quite get what it is. And then I I watched some video it was Gordon Ramsay showing you how to cook a steak. And I watched it and he just, you know, kosher salt and pepper. That was it. And then he did the butter based with it, with the herbs and spices in there. And I was like, Oh, and I tried it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. It's kosher salt. Kosher salt is the magic seasoning that makes this taste so good. And I was like, <gasps> and that was like my first step towards making food that tasted good.
1: <laughs> so your early steak experience, like, sounds like it was a page ripped out of my wife and mother-in-law's yeah. playbook, right? Well done. Cooked beyond all yes. recognition. And then slathered in Heinz 57 and yep. A1, sometimes yep. ketchup too. And it's like this, and really what that says to me, and you know, this is, I'm done. Ha- we, we, our, our, our days of having this fighter over, she likes, right. what she likes, great, go ahead, do what you want, mm-hmm. and just leave me out of it. But to me, it just says this meat has been rendered so tough and tasteless that I need to fully coat it, encapsulate it within something else. And that's the flavor I want. The steak now has ceased to be its own thing and is merely a delivery device. I was us. the same
0: thing with hash browns growing up. I would drown my hash browns in ketchup. And when I look back on that, I was like, I guess I just wanted to eat ketchup with a little bit of hash browns.
1: You want something? To, yeah, something to hold uh, went, the whole
0: Before I started, <laughs> you know, really watching what I ate, I realized how much sauce I put on stuff, barbecue sauce. I would just drown shit in barbecue sauce. I guess I really just wanted to eat the barbecue sauce. Like, I just didn't care about the... Well, when you think about it, most barbecue places you go to in the Midwest, I mean, let's face it, most of them are... They're average at best. And there's nothing wrong with an average barbecue, right?
1: Well, I can't speak to barbecue places in the Midwest too much because I don't live in the Midwest. And when I did, I didn't visit too many barbecue I would argue... Most of my barbecue experiences. I would
0: argue most of the barbecue is, 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 it's three out of five. It's fine. It'll suit your purposes. It's nothing that's going to get you excited, but it will be fine. It will, it will check that box for your, your paying for some barbecue, but it's not going to be anything to write home about. And in a lot of those places, the sauce is what you need to give it that extra. haya. You know what I mean? You go to like, it's like going to a really good steakhouse or going to any place that's really good. And you try it at the Mecca, like going down to Austin and having brisket down in fucking Texas and getting good brisket. I was like, I get it now because most of the brisket that I had is not really that good. I was like, I don't see why people like brisket so much. And then I made my own. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. And then I went to the legit place. I'm like, I get it now this is how you're supposed to make it. This is how it's supposed to be done. And you taste it and you're like, okay. And I don't judge. That's my argument with Carolina. Bars. I tried see Carolina. I'm not a big, f- they let the meat. do. The I, th- I agree with that. Like, I think cause Carolina is known for like pulled pork. Like that's their shit pulled pork for, for Carolina, which is good. I'm not a fan of the Carolina sauce with like the vinegar and things like that. It's not entirely my jam, but I respect the shit out of like, you know,
1: It it's grown on me so much. My first impressions of it, like, First off, knowing what it was, I'm like, I am not going to like this. And it, I'm now five years in, over five years in. It is. You know I'm what? I'm obsessed. It is. I had like a hundred bucks mm-hmm. to Gold Belly, um, f- my company gave me. And I bought this massive barbecue platter <laughs> from someplace down in North Carolina. I still have some in my freezer. It is fucking yeah. amazing.
0: um I'm, I'm, I'm I'll careful. say this I don't know if I've given it a full try. I think I may have tried it in a small dose and I think I, I at this point in my life I'd give it I've given it a strong try. I would I'd be down to give it a, give it a whirl because I my mind has been opened up to a lot of different things, different tastes and, and things and I I
1: remember back when we first met, we talked about barbecue and when I said I had a a predilection for Carolina barbecue, both you and Justin just like we dog did. pile time.
0: Yeah, like, let's get him. because I guess him. compared to some of the other stuff I've had, I've had Kansas City barbecue. I've had St. Louis barbecue. I've had Texas barbecue. You know, I've had a lot of that sort of stuff. And that stuff appeals to me just fine. I think, oh, because I like the sweet sauce. I like, a, a you know, a, you know,
1: and, don't get me wrong. I, I love all the I'm like barbecue is like one of my three major. Food <laughs> foods. So I'm yes. here for it.
0: I love it. Jared says brisket never appealed to me until I went to a US themed barbecue place here. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing. Like, again, that's one of those things. Like, you can have okay pulled pork. It's fine. You get through it. It's not that it's not that bad. You can have okay pulled smoked chicken. It's fine. In my opinion, if you have just okay brisket, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, why am I why am I why is everyone losing their shit over this?
1: So Maybe it's just the East Coast thing, but barbecue restaurants—you can pick them out by their by mm-hmm. where they're located. If it is a hole in the wall in a shopping center, there is an eight out of ten chance you got something legit. If it is an upscale place and they're trying to be, you know, modern barbecue or whatever, and you know they have a list of, you know, appetizers—that's, you know, yay. Lo- yeah run just run i i went to a barbecue place near me that was like purported to be like this is uh from chef so-and-so who's been on america's top chef and all these different shows and this is went in there yeah hated it i spent 150 bucks for two people to have barbecue that was yeah bleh. no man give but there was a hole in the wall near me that closed down Ugh. a couple of years back that was
0: give me the place oh, that has that, that classic pepsi sign out front with the name of the place on it and is like or has like some weird banner and some really run down place you're like this is where the good barbecue is going to be you know what i mean
1: when you walk in there yeah. are three tables there's mm-hmm. the counter and then the entire operation yes. you can just see it you can see everything that's yeah. going on behind you there's the pepsi yeah. cooler or whatever on the side where they where they've got like you know a yeah. couple drinks or whatever
0: that's the, the shit places. that's the place you want to go to that's that's where you know they're there to make that stuff and it makes You see it, and you're like, "Yep, this is where I want to go." You now, if you said that was going to be a used car dealer, should be like, "I'll pass," you know. But you put you put Mm -hmm. some sort of like restaurant or or dive or whatever, and you put it in that place. People are like, "I'm going to fucking go and eat there." You know what I mean?
1: It's. I mean, the same type of logic applies to Mexican restaurants I've encountered. Um, I even heard recently of the three star um, theory, uh, the three star rating theory of Chinese restaurants, where anything below three stars Mm -hmm. stay away from. Anything above three stars, stay away from, because authentic Chinese, like the service that authentic Chinese people provide in a restaurant, is never going to appeal to Americans. And they will always, you will always have mm-hmm. detractors, but the yeah. food will be amazing. And so, like this guy, like reasoned it out, and I, it, it made a lot of sense that, like, the the three stars. If you see a Chinese restaurant that's three stars, give it a go. Probably going to be the best food. Service won't be what you know up to American standards. But okay, the food will be there. And all that's right. all I'm here
0: for. I'm here for it. I'm here for it well that was a fun go ahead
1: i do want to go, go back, back to, to steaks, steaks real quick, though because it's not that long ago that i first that i, uh, that I introduced my oldest daughter josie to okay. her first steak she was curious like she's like what's all the what's all the what's the big deal now have you does natalie do natalie steak?
0: loved i used to do steak night every sunday night i would get i'd buy a pack of ribeyes from costco and i'd throw Most of them in the freezer and I'd I'd get one out and then I would season it for at least and I'd put it in the fridge for 24 hours to let it season and age, and then I'd throw it on the smoker and I'd do the reverse sear. I'd smoke it, get it to its internal temp, and then throw it and sear it. And god damn it, I anyone who wants to come over and try my work, you're welcome to because I guarantee you you're gonna enjoy the shit out of this steak. I've gotten it down, and Natalie used to love it, but for whatever reason she's like, eh. I'm like, um. I don't trust you anymore. Um you know, it's the same thing. Like she liked she liked <laughs> pesto pasta that I would make. And she was she loved it for one. And then she and then she's I like, I don't that. want it anymore. I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? You just said you liked it. I know you do, but I guess it's classic kid things where they're like, nah, I don't like it. I'm it like, All right, well, just remember that dad's always gonna make a good steak, so eat my ass, you know.
1: So is that how you introduced her to steak? Was through that kind of like a ribeye that you, she you likes know, okay, she so likes the fatty
0: out. bits just like I do she loves the fatty bits so i'm the exact
1: opposite so when josie said she wanted a steak i went out and i bought filet and i bought new york strip because those are the less fatty cuts filet especially no fucking fat on that and then new york strip is the less fatty part of a a t-bone um and so then i did the exact thing that you described from that gordon ramsay video I did, you know, I got the the seared crust, only salt and pepper, then I did the butter with the herbs and the garlic spooned over top. This was so uh, f- imagine if you will, you're 10 years old and that's your introduction to steak. It's a filet mignon cooked yeah. in that fashion. So needless to yeah. say she's a fan. Um for now though, like you said, cause it, it's fickle, yeah. it could change. But I my my introduction to steak was literally a, like thin steak like this that was cooked i i remember the color it was like yep. grayish brown and the ends like all the way through top bottom all grayish brown lots of pepper mm-hmm. too much pepper on top and yeah. tough yeah. tough as hell and i didn't like steak for a lot of years
0: i didn't like oh I, I blame oh, my, I blame my parents my my dad used to grill hamburgers he would burn the shit out of them and i'm like this tastes terrible tacos uh, 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 and burritos my mom used to g- brown ground beef strain it and then just add cheese she wouldn't put any spices on it she wouldn't season it
1: okay what is what was that yeah. practice yeah i don't know the browning ground and then the the sh- i've never had to strain ground beef yeah she way. just
0: drained it strained it I, what were they buying i mean just ground beef at the store you know
1: right like, I remember that I remember vividly having to strain ground beef and as I've grown up I've never had this thing of ground beef that was so full of liquid where I'm like what? it I must have been
0: like strain. 80 20 ground beef or something like that oh, I, guys, I that's shit. the best stuff I feel and I'm like I don't want to drain I incorporate it into whatever I'm doing because it tastes fuck, it's flavor right. it's good
1: that, my, my 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 seasoning packet needs something to help disperse it to this yeah right is perfect uh
0: I, I just, and listen, I look back at this as like, my parents are not good at cooking. All right. And I don't hold that against them because they also grew up in a time where you had to write stuff down on a card or a piece of paper and then hand it to someone and then hope to God, cause you didn't have any videos, any pictures, anything to teach you how well things were going, just skip to
1: recipe, you had
0: nothing. So they just kind of did some stuff and it was okay, but they didn't learn how to season stuff. The only thing they got to learn was knowledge that was transferred down to them firsthand. So that's where you get like,
1: or what was right. The that's where you
0: get the white people food stuff where people don't know how to season their goddamn stuff. So you get this bland things. And I remember being so disappointed. I was like, Oh, we're having tacos tonight and I eat tacos. And I'm like, why does this taste like shit? And then I go to Taco Bell, I'm like, why does this taste good? And then my,
1: I was like, wait, why does and this then, taste like shit? And then I went to a then I went,
0: my <laughs> senior year of college, junior, or senior year. And Jill's like, Hey, we should make nachos. I'm like, I'm not making fucking nachos. I had like a very aggressive response to it. And Jill's like, I mean, this is like the perfect meal for us. We're, we're, we no we're, we're poor nachos. college kids. Like this is what we should do. I'm like, whatever you can make them. And she started making them. And she just got some old El Paso season packets, put it on there. I was like, why does it smell so good in here? And I started looking, I'm like, oh my God, this, this has the same color as Taco Bell meat. And then I tried it and I was like, oh my God, I love this. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, this isn't how my family used to make it. It tasted like nothing. We're making this every night. And all I want to do is make nachos because I had Witch. unlocked, Witch. I had unlocked and opened the door to a whole new world for me at that time. It was, it was crazy. You know, it was just absolutely crazy. fucking crazy man um ah, those moments are stay with me because i'm like i just didn't know and i'm not gonna let natalie i'm not gonna lead natalie in the same way you know um yeah
1: i think i had that same effect on my wife because when we got together mexican food in general but it was all a no-go all of it was out and i'm like i'm betting you just really haven't had any decent mexican food like just try mine for three or four years now no, thank you. My taste buds are what they are. They yeah. will not change. You can't make yeah. me like it. And then one day the mm-hmm. smell got to her. She's like, what is, why is the smell so good? What it gives it a try. Now it's one yeah. of her top four.
0: That's the thing is I know this stuff will change over time. She just didn't have. Now he was always like, I don't like brown rice. I'm like, it's the same. It tastes the fucking same. Like it does. And I made three meals that had brown rice in it. Didn't tell her. She didn't question it. She ate it. She loved it. And then I finally was like, hey, you know those last three meals we had? And I named them off. She goes, yeah. I go, guess what? Let's have brown rice in them. And she goes, oh, I guess I do like brown rice. I'm like, yes. Yes. ah, I got you. Dude, I'm still
1: having to fight the I don't want this noodle because it t- like, no, it fucking doesn't
0: dude. the noodles. I can't listen. I know scientifically there's certain noodles you need to have with certain things. I don't fucking care. I do not care. Just like you need to... You could probably tell me, hey, Doug, you need to let that steak rest. I personally don't care. Just give it to me. I'll eat it. I don't care if the juices have settled or not. I'll fucking eat it up. I don't give a fuck. Like, it's like, no, you need facility pasta if you're going to be doing this because... No, no, no. Just give me... Put any any fucking pasta in there. Just put it in there.
1: Look, the way that my four-year-old is eating it with just fucking butter and salt, like... they're all gonna yeah. be fucking same. there is no there is no prestige
0: noodle to no butter oh 100%, 100%. 100%. Yeah. sometimes that'll be like hey uh, i want to have some just noodles today i'm like cool whatever i have i'm gonna give it to you like that's what's because she asked what noodles they have i go does yeah. it matter i'm gonna give you whatever noodles i have throw them in a pot boil them i'll a little bit of oil a little bit of salt on them ta-da here you go enjoy like <laughs> yep it is <laughs> Jerry goes, Jerry goes I love hearing you guys talking about how much you you love in cooking for your wives. I do. I I cook 99.9% of the time. I am the, the cook in the family. And I'm assuming, Seth, it's the same for you.
1: Yeah. 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 100%. Well, no, okay. 100% of
0: the 99. Yes. I, and I absolutely love doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do. If you ever come to visit me, this goes to you, Seth, and anyone else that's out there, you're going to come stay at my house. I'm going to cook something for you. I'm going to make something for you because that's part of the things I love to do is either just do something food wise. I absolutely love doing it. I love bringing food to an occasion. I love inviting people over and cooking for them.
1: I'm a, uh, all right. I love making food Mm -hmm. entertaining. I love I love the whole production of having, you know, everything soup to nuts, all that. I don't like bringing food because I'm so very particular about timing mm-hmm. with food and having eating it and its optimal condition. And it's most foods mm-hmm. are so hard to keep in an optimal state. Like, I've literally been like, they my in laws have banned me from making foods because when I make them, I'm like, okay, so when I get to your house, I just need like one burner on your stove. And, and they're like, no, fuck off. You can't have it. We, you, we don't want you to do it. And so, like, I've, I've had to, like, I've had to pivot and go to things like, like mashed potatoes, which are more stable. Yeah. Trans-
0: it depends for me. because so I particular. hear that. Like, I made the rib roast for Christmas, and it was, oh, it was amazing. It was so good, and I ate every last bit of it. It lasted for days, and I enjoyed every day carving off a piece, putting it under the broiler, you know, warming it up with some salt and pepper. It was the goddamn best. And I thought to myself, I go, I bet I could reproduce this if I went to somebody's for the holiday. I could Because I did the reverse sear on the thing. Again, I cooked it, smoked it, and then I'm like, all I would need to do is then put it in a 500-degree oven for like 15 to 20 minutes to get that like sear all around it. So I'm like, I could wrap it, put it in a cooler, take it with me, and then do the finishing touches and go. I'm like, that's something I could do. Because that's what I'll do. I'll do like pulled pork and take it with me because you can maintain that way. But there are certain things where you're like... How do I transport this? You know to make it. You know what it is. Right, macaroni. Yeah, that's tough. Like
1: the like the really best macaroni and cheese. Like it has to be. it has Yeah, to be, because it it does degrade. It does
0: because before you know it, you've got Ponderosa mac and cheese on your hands. You know where it's just a pile right. of goo.
1: You've got you've got that Newtonian that non-Newtonian solid state yes. of mac and cheese,
0: which is no good, no good. Now let me ask you this: when it comes to macaroni and cheese, are you a guy? That believes macaroni has to be finished in the oven or is it something that can be done on the on the stovetop just as well
1: depends on how i feel so first time first go around i like a smooth creamy mac that has not mm-hmm. been baked for leftovers let's yeah. get wild with it we we can do the breadcrumb crust we can do you know, additional layer of cheese on top i don't fucking get, leftovers yeah tend to get wacky I'm fine with baked mac and cheese mm-hmm. up front, but I really, it 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 has to be the gooey, like very liquidy consistency. I to agree. Be at its best. I'm,
0: I'm a creamy macaroni and cheese kind of guy. Like don't, I mean, I can do a baked mac and cheese as long as it does ultimately come out creamy. Like I can't, I can't handle a dry mac and cheese. It makes me sad. I, I, I,
1: right. Where it's like just where it's a solid, like where you're, where you're carving it into like yeah. a, a brick that is to me like it's fine mm-hmm. I'll eat it I like it but it's not my idea yeah, see that's
0: where Jill and I differ Jill doesn't like a real creamy mac and cheese she prefers a baked mac and cheese which is fine and we will oftentimes she'll. show well, I'll show her a recipe she goes ah that's too that's too creamy for me and I'm like oh man we're gonna differ on this forever because I again I'll totally do a baked mac and cheese but if it's just sometimes some of those recipes they're just dry and I'm like I need that creaminess man you know
1: Hmm. and personally like i like to go fancy with my fucking okay cheeses
0: what cheeses do you use
1: and my mac and cheese so this year for thanksgiving my mac and cheese which my yearly tradition is i make a pot of macaroni and cheese that is just for me <laughs> because no my wife's family doesn't eat it it's not part of their traditions they i bring it it's great they don't care um so i i it's my tradition is to have it so I make it it's just for me. So this year was um so I use monterey jack as a base. Monterey jack is one Agreed. of the best melting cheeses for your money. Uh doesn't, you know, it imparts good flavor but it doesn't overwhelm. And then it mm-hmm. just is the base. And then after that I went fontina, oh, nice. and gruyere. Gruyere. And gruyere is yeah. that's 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 the money ball cheese. I haven't
0: right done there. a lot of gruyere but I when I've tried it I'm like what am I doing? Why am I missing out on this? Why am I leaving this on the bench, you know? Like I don't I don't use it enough.
1: It's it's a very like if if you like the taste of Swiss but you don't like to be overwhelmed, yeah. Like from like a, a stronger like a more like an Emmental or or something that's even more Swiss. like this like it, it's a very mild Swiss um, mm-hmm. kind of profile, yeah. To it, um, and it's just a great melter. To yeah,
0: it. I I'm not a huge fan of Swiss. It's it's a little too mild and bland for me. So I I, I tend to prefer like the cheddars. You know the different you know. You know nothing. That's like I I like some sharp cheeses. Some of them are like, all right, fucking, fucking. You know what? You know, all right, chill your tits. I don't need this to be so intense that you know it's like, wow, this is as a it's it's too much. But I do like a good melting cheese, and I I tend to use I like Monterey Jack and cheddar. I think those are a good combo. Ooh, Uh,
1: I'm a cheddar fan. Of I I I I, I go towards the Mm -hmm. sharper varieties when I'm exactly same. Honestly, if I'm doing like mm-hmm. a charcuterie. Um, give, me, yes, give me sharper. Because you
0: pair that with other stuff. Um,
1: if I'm doing melting, give yeah, me mild That makes sense. Because they just, honestly, the consistency doesn't I agree. Um,
0: Tony Hobbs says, thoughts on aged white cheddar. I'm here for it, man. I'm absolutely I'm for here for it. Man. I found this uh, Irish cheddar cheese at Costco recently. It was on sale. I'm like, well, I'm going to fucking buy it. And I loved it. it. was So good. It was a little milder than I thought it would be, but it paired very well with apples. I'll tell you
1: keep your eyes out if you ever see something called five counties okay. cheddar okay snatch it up because and i've found it maybe once or twice here in the states um it is basically the combination of five different types of cheddar from five different counties in england and they've all been put into one block of cheese and it is a it's the infinity gauntlet
0: series. of cheeses basically
1: it's the infinity gauntlet okay of there we go interesting um absolutely fantastic cheese. that is for sure a that is not a melting cheese that is not a sandwich cheese that is a i'm just eating you with crackers and meat
0: you know what i i'm kind of sad i didn't but i'm also glad that i didn't for christmas i was very tempted to smoke some more cheddar cheese but then i realized i would be basically be eating an entire block of cheese on my own because no one else in my house would eat it like i would and the last time i did dude i would just slice pieces of that off and have that with 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 apples It was the fucking best, man. A good smoked was that's this cooking stuff is dangerous knowledge because once I know it's possible, it's always going to happen. It's always a possibility. And I've constantly watching this shit. I watched how to make lemon bars the other night, a really good recipe for that. I'm like, fuck. And then I watched, uh, I, I made peppermint ice cream over break, dude. That's right. You're oh my God. It making. was so good. It's, it had no business being that good. I found other cakes that Jill and Natalie are like, I want that for my birthday. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm making you these cakes for your birthday. And I just, I unlocked these things. I'm like, fuck. Now I know what's possible. And while I enjoyed it, I don't need to be eating this stuff all the time.
1: It's it a is a blessing in the curse, right?
0: Cause good food.
1: Yeah. That's right. I mean, making something that you know you're that you like you that you have to make in a larger amount because otherwise it's a waste but you know that you're the only yeah. one who's going to eat it i fall into that Same. trap way too often
0: because i'm like i've got it's this extra nut. heavy cream just sitting in my fridge it's going to go bad i'm like i might as well use it for something i guess i'll turn it into ice cream you know it's just like
1: oh okay see my go-to is i make cheese
0: oh dip. i am i I don't know which one i'd rather make to be honest with you because at least with a with a ice cream other people will help me with that no one else is going to help me with the cheese dip that's just going to be all me so that's super dangerous
1: <laughs> yeah a little bit of uh some heavy cream some pepper jack cheese yeah. um,
0: that's dangerous
1: you know if i want to feel healthy i'll throw some black Ooh, beans i love in me there. some black beans and I'll, I'll pretend that it's now like hey this isn't this isn't unhealthy i have black yeah. beans in here
0: protein right like that's what you're trying to
1: Ignore the fact that there's half a cheese, half a block of yeah. cheese grated in here.
0: Seth, my here's the thing, gang. If you don't know, Seth and I have never met in person, which is a fucking... It's a, yeah. it's a crime against humanity that we have not met in person. And my goal at some point is for us to meet in person and for us to just cook. Like, we'll cook for each other. and
1: Like, we we'll almost need to have, like, a neutral yeah. ground. Like yes. A neutral well,
0: kitchen. that's why I'm just like... You and I... Because here's the thing. What will be bad is this will basically be like a holiday where... We're going to get together and then all we're going to do is you're going to do something that's going to make me think of something and I'm going to do something that's going to make you think of something. We're just going to be cooking back and forth and we're just going to eat a whole bunch of a really good, later. bad food is what it's going to be like. It's just going to be.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I, I only peddle. Oh, my not.
0: God. <laughs> Jared goes, you haven't met in person? No, we haven't. Unfortunately, it just has not happened. No. And right. it's going to happen one of these days. I don't know how or when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And God damn it. There's gonna be fucking food involved. We're gonna we're gonna make some shit. The pandemic brought us
1: together, but yet it's also It has, happened.
0: unfortunately. Um life is complicated when you have kids.
1: <laughs> sure shit is.
0: But you know, I don't know. We're looking at vacations coming up next year. Maybe a Pennsylvania trip, you know. Maybe that'll be coming in because we've always wanted to go to Pennsylvania, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> thats right, It goes, let them cook. Yes, let us cook. Iron Chef style cook-off. No, I, this isn't a competition. I'm not here to competition. I just want to have good food. Mystery with, ingredient. Uh, fuck you. you, you that, that shit drives me nuts. I get so angry. <laughs>
1: Today's ingredient is. Yeah,
0: like I just, I, I, whenever I watch Chopped, and, you know, that show used to, like at first I'm like, oh, this is a good show. And then I was like, fuck this show. Because they put these chefs in wild situations with wild ingredients, and then they judge them so fucking harshly. They're like, here is some, you know, eight-day-old, you know, stale cereal. Now make something delicious out of it. And then they're like, "Mm, yeah, um," and you have 30 minutes. And they're like, yeah, this wasn't cooked all the way through. Um, Get out of here. It's like, fuck you. Fuck all of you. This is not, I don't think this is a good use of your skill. This is just bullshit. This is bullshit. Anyone who did that, like. Oh for, the judges. oh, for the judges, they're just sitting there, they're just, they're just going, eh, skills, right? I know a lot about cooking and I would have done something different. Fuck you. Fuck all of you and this stupid competition. This is so dumb. It enrages me just because of the judginess. It wasn't like, hey, let's have fun and see what we can make out of this and celebrate these people. There's this intense pressure and uber judgment. they look at someone. They're like, why did you do this? Why did you put this slop on my plate? I am disgusted. You overcooked this or you undercooked this. And this is too powerful. It's like, guys, this is this is food. All right? This is fucking food. Can we just take a step back and relax? Just chill out? I know it's for television and the drama of it all. But I got to the point where Joe would put it on. And I just like, I can't watch this. I'm going to go do something important. I'm going to go play Diablo 3. You know, like I was doing something really important with my life. It's hearing it in the background, you know?
1: Damn, man. That takes me back.
0: Right, Anthony <laughs> Hobbs goes. Onion is the only ingredient, sir, sir. No, <laughs> no.
1: See, maybe that like see, Doug. Now that's going to end up being my goal is like finding the onion preparation that you'll accept. That you that that'll make you change your thing. mind and say you know I- what. Maybe I've been wrong about that. I do
0: like the flavor of onion. I like an onion powder. I like, you know, I like the very thin, just crisp, crispy onion strings and stuff like that. I can handle those, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't like raw onion. Um, I don't like the texture of onions. If it's it's the same thing like spinach, I don't like just a spinach leaf, but what I do is nowadays I chop it up really fine and put it into my stuff so yeah. it's there I'm eating it but I'm not like here's a spinach leaf ow! you know what I mean so i mean, going to get you like no you're not going to
1: like give, give me a lump of cooked spinach and say here this is food and I'm going to yeah. be like yay no yeah. that's not me Um, but I feel like like onion isn't never meant to be the start onion is never meant to be all on its own uh, it's always mm-hmm. an accompaniment Um, like I feel like a French onion soup yeah. like that Well, here's so the thing like just that I crust. like a
0: French onion dip, Dean's French onion dip. Justin and I will Deans. go to town on a French onion dip all day long. <laughs> onion is the bass player of food, says Deserator. I agree with that. I agree. You know what? It, it, it it's it's a it's an entire. I would section. give it. I would give it maybe the keyboardist. It's the keyboardist of the group. You know, it's 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 the thing that you know. It's there. Explain. So think of Motion City Soundtrack. You familiar with that band?
1: I know one song that you introduced me to last year that I listened to for quite a while. Uh,
0: Uh, They have an awesome synth player in that band, and it adds so much to the overall composition of the music. Uh, It comes in, it gives you those melodies, it gives you those things that you can't quite capture with any other instrument, and it's beautiful, but it's not always there. But it adds so much more to the band. If it wasn't there, the band would be fine, but that element adds... A little special, it's a special ingredient.
1: So you're speaking very glowingly. I, and that's
0: what right I'm now. saying. is like, I know. Here's the thing I'm willing to accept that I'm wrong with this. I've just, the things that I had growing up had onions in them, and I didn't enjoy the raw crunch that came with them. Like biting into something and feeling the crunch of the onion, I'm just like, fuck, this is not what I want in my meal. So I've been very, the same reason why I can't do lettuce.
1: It's so much to an apple for me. I like can't, it. I've tried
0: so much with lettuce, and it's the crunch, it's the texture, and I'm just like, right. I can't do it. You know,
1: what kind? Of, are you, I'm thinking Problem like romaine, romaine lettuce, iceberg, the, like the rib yeah, on just, a romaine. You know, the
0: stuff. I, I lettuce on a sandwich. I can't do it. I just can't do it. You know, um, it's just I've never and I've tried, dude. I've tried so hard with <sighs> salads. I've tried like seven or eight times. I'm like, today's the day. I'm going in on the salad. And I'm like, I take a couple bites. I'm like, I can't do it. It's the texture for it. It just, it can't, I hate it, man. I hate it. Jared goes, what about a BLT? Oh, we've opened up. BLT, give me the B, lose the L and the T, and we're good to go, you know? Just a B. Give me the B, you know? I'm good to go.
1: So, that just reminds me of a time in my youth when I thought I was ordering a bacon Mm -hmm. cheeseburger. But I was, but I ordered a BLT, and I asked asked Uh for exactly that. No lettuce. I got a strange look. And I didn't realize why I got the strange look until, you know, two slices of bread with, like, a pound of bacon. They're like,
0: this fucking asshole's trying to work the system.
1: All right, buddy, whatever. I'm like, oh, shit. I thought it was a bacon cheeseburger. Like, yeah, I don't know why. Like, bacon cheeseburger has never been represented by only three letters. (laughs)
0: Like, I saw you thought bacon... And I, I was good. Up. And it I was like, oh, up. shit, man, I fucked up. Um, that's hilarious. That's amazing. Um, well, um, we didn't get to any of our topics that we planned for tonight. And you know what? <laughs> I'm not mad about it because, honestly, that's what the show is all about. Doing what feels right. And
1: having a plan and then saying, hi, fuck off. That's,
0: this is my, this is my favorite <laughs> thing about this show is we find a thread and we fucking pull on it until it's done. And this one lasted the entire time. And this makes me very happy because also you and I love food. We love to cook and just sitting down and talking about it makes me very happy. So, um,
1: the fact that we hadn't on this show really yeah. to this point seems stranger than yeah, the fact that we're right? doing that. It's,
0: it's kind of weird after all this time, but I pose this to you, the listener, if you're listening out there, uh, what 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 is your favorite thing to cook did you ever have any weird moments in your life where you're like this food tastes bad and you realize it was being cooked wrong like you know leaving out taco spices or not seasoning stuff i would love to hear your stories post it in the comments uh, let us know what 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 has been your culinary experience do you like to cook if so what do you like to cook if not why like what is it about it that you know that's going on with you i'd love to hear more about it and more importantly join our discord uh, link is in the description down below. And in the recipes section, check out all the shit that everyone's making and, and add your own stuff in there. We love sharing recipes down there. So be a part of it.
1: Yeah. The more the merrier. Jay says,
0: I love cooking with halloumi. halloumi I was is like, fantastic. is this like a setup for a, like these nuts? You know, <laughs> what's the hell is nope. halloumi?
1: Halloumi is a grillable cheese. Oh, no shit. How have I never heard um, of this? It's amazing. Oh, uh, it's, it's it's like a Greek or Turkish. Oh, my God. Um, kinda, it's so good, man. Uh, it kind of squeaks like your teeth, Oh, my God. So it's like too. a cheese
0: curd, basically? Kind
1: of, it's made from yeah. goats
0: and sheep's milk. I'm here for this. I've never heard of this.
1: Dude, it's so oh.
0: Got it. You okay. got to have some. Done. <laughs> yeah, apparently we do have it in the USA. So, done. I need it. I know. I love cheese curds. I'm, I'm in it, dude. I'll eat. My favorite thing to do is just to get... Like, sliced up fresh mozzarella, and I'll just put it on my cutting board, sprinkle a little bit of kosher salt, some pepper on it, and just eat it. It's the best goddamn thing in the world. It's so fucking good.
1: That's why I love having basil growing all the time, is I can do that. Just go grab a basil leaf. Seth,
0: for Christmas, Jill got me, like, these starter plants for rosemary and basil. They're in little jars above my sink, and I'm watching them grow. Hopefully, in a couple weeks, I'll start having my rosemary and basil plants. I'm so excited.
1: Okay, rosemary is a takes a really long okay. fucking time um as somebody who, i now have like eight active okay. rosemary plants because i need backups if one goes south it takes so long to okay. start another one <laughs> i need to have backups like i've got a couple that are approaching maybe mm-hmm. eight months old they're mm-hmm. not that big um i had the oldest one i had was like a year and a half old and it had gotten very big and then We got, uh, I didn't realize that the pot I had it in didn't have proper drainage anymore. And it just got waterlogged in the roots. And yes, Jared, Basil. I'm sorry,
0: Basil? Not Basil. Basil sounds like a a side character in a bad Disney movie. You know, the guy who's like, oh, um, princess, it's me, Basil. I'm here to wash your feet. He's a creature. Or a town in go. Switzerland. I see a garden in your future. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind doing that, honestly. I never thought I would be, but I might be into you that. will.
1: Um, yeah, be patient with rosemary and basil basil takes off. Okay. Basil is easy. I'm
0: waiting. I planted them like a, a um, week ago. So
1: when you when you get a full basil plant, I can I will teach you a trick that okay. will make it immortal.
0: Here we go. Seth Kinda. has the key to immortality for <laughs>
1: Basil. Something I something I just discovered this year. That yeah, immortal basil. Basil,
0: faulty, faulty towers. All right, Jared.
1: I did watch faulty okay. towers in college. All right,
0: everyone, just fucking relax. All right, just so we're gonna, we're gonna get our... you know, get over it.
1: Oh, I thought we were gonna get our third. <laughs> <30. laughs> I
0: thought I said show your tits. I'm like, I don't have that one.
1: <laughs> that was that was the the video ah, game stream. Gotcha.
0: That was yeah. That was that was that, That's was, right. show your that tits. was That was show show Andy America's tits. Um, all right, well. Um, uh, we're going to move on to, we're going to skip all the topics we had planned. Uh, the Basil character is hey, on point. Thank up. you, Tony Hobbs. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm working on my character development for different things. Um, so we've got, um, to keep the, to keep this going. Um, we, we've turned to chat GPT for some, some great content. Now, unfortunately, chat, uh, GPT was a real piece of shit for me today and did not, it was not working. I was trying to have it do, basically create an, a scene from an anime for me. Um, it did end up creating one, but it was kind of lame and I couldn't get it to...
1: Um, you know what? I experimented with the same thing. And I found that, yeah, the AI's ability to recreate anime limited. It wasn't
0: limited. bad, but it wasn't great. And so I was trying to refine it and it just kept giving me errors.
1: I feel like... It- it's only anime it uses as a base is Dragon Ball Z.
0: My prop for it uh, was what? It was like basically, you know, write a shonen, a scene from a shonen, a fake shonen anime where the hero and the villain are fighting. But at the meantime, they are uh, during their epic duel, they are uh, criticizing each other's genes and how they fit. And it was, you know... It started out, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And then halfway through, I'm like, oh, this thing just gave up. So it wasn't that good. So thankfully, Seth was able to put together several things. I got to look, read the titles of these, but I, I didn't read them because they just sound too fucking good. So, um, uh, Seth, pick one that you'd like to read and uh, let's, let's kick this thing off because these are all very different from one another.
1: <laughs> all right. So I guess the first one, in honor yes. of Jared, yes, let's do that one. Uh, being here is, um, I asked Chat GPT to write a review of Bluey uh, through the lens of Alex Jones. That's amazing. Um, so, without further ado, That's I'm like, not going to do. Would you Alex like Jones me to do an, an Alex Jones voice? One. If you have it and you can read it in I'll Alex try. Jones voice, Doug, I turn this over to you. Let me
0: take some drinks of water here. Let's see.
1: Because I don't have. All right,
0: one. here we go. I'll see what I can pull out here. All right. As someone who is concerned about the state of our society and the influence of the media on our children, I have to say that I was extremely disappointed with the cartoon Bluey. From start to finish, this show is nothing more than propaganda designed to brainwash our children into accepting the liberal agenda. First of all, all the characters in Bluey are nothing more Then caricatures of politically correct, woke individuals. They spout off about social justice and diversity at every opportunity. And it's clear that the creators of the show are trying to indoctrinate our children into their leftist worldview. But that's not even the worst part. The show is also filled with subtle subliminal messages that are designed to manipulate the minds of young children. The constant use of bright colors and happy music is meant to distract from the insidious messages that are being pushed on our kids. To top it all off, the show promotes a completely irresponsible and reckless lifestyle. The characters are constantly running around, breaking the rules, and causing chaos, and it's clear that the creators of the show are trying to teach our children that there are no consequences for their actions. And if that wasn't enough, the show also includes pot-bellied vampires as characters. That's right. These vampires are portrayed as lovable and cuddly, despite the fact that they are bloodthirsty monsters. It's clear that the creators of the show are trying to normalize and glamorize this dangerous and destructive lifestyle. I can personally attest to the dangers of Bluey. After watching just one episode, I found myself on a destructive rampage, breaking rules and causing chaos everywhere I went. It was only through the intervention of my loved ones that I was able to snap out of it and return to a state of normalcy. Overall, Bluey is a dangerous and insidious show that is designed to brainwash our children into accepting the liberal agenda. Parents should be warned and stay far away from this toxic propaganda that's turning the frogs gay. End scene. <laughs>
1: End scene. I mean, I think Jared hit it. Like, I'm now starting to question how much of Alex Jones was actually written right? by AI because the AI did that a little too well.
0: That was super fucking fun, by the way. That was...
1: <laughs> that was
0: really good that was really good
1: now i will say the only thing that actually made me think for like half a second was the bit about like uh the irresponsible like the characters are constantly running around breaking yeah. the rules and causing chaos and there's never any concept i the episode i think of in particular is the the one where um the dancing one where like um uh what is it um bingo has the uh the button um that she's using to uh, to answer mm-hmm. questions, and everybody's like ignoring her, and then everybody at the end has to like dance in public. In oh right, right, crazy. right. Yeah, I was thinking like that's the only part, like man, everything, but that's unreal. Like as a dad, like I think like as that yeah. would I do this? Would I go this far yeah. to make my kid happy?
0: Yeah, probably not. I love the fact they threw in vampires. That made me very happy. I was you know again. This is a cold read. I had that that hadn't came read. through.
1: A little algorithmal uh, algorithm tweaking. Okay, on my there part.
0: you go. Nice, very good. Well,
1: I said make it more out Jonesy.
0: <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. Um, <sighs> holy shit! Uh, I think I think you right. should so, spin
1: the wheel, Doug. Which one would which would you like? Which one would you
0: um, like next? I I would love to to do um the last one that you have on there. So um, how about you do? Okay, the first one.
1: Okay, so the first one that I came up with, uh, because I was uh, wanting to appeal to Doug, was uh, I asked it to write a review for the film Rudy, comparing it to Marvel's Infinity Wars, which makes Rudy seem like the far- I cannot
0: wait to hear this argument.
1: So, I recently had the opportunity to watch both Rudy and Marvel's Infinity War, and I must say Rudy completely blew me away in comparison. While Infinity War was a visually stunning and action-packed film that ultimately left me feeling empty and unfulfilled. On the other hand, Rudy was a heartwarming and inspiring tale that left a lasting impression on me. One of the things that really set Rudy apart was its strong and relatable characters. Rudy, the main character, is an ordinary man with big dreams and a never-give-up attitude his determination and perseverance in the face of obstacles and setbacks was truly inspiring it made me root for him time out captain
0: america iron Uh, man they aren't people you know they don't give up you know
1: in contrast the characters in infinity war felt shallow and one-dimensional and their motivation seemed superficial and lacking in depth the story of rudy was also far more compelling and emotionally impactful than that of infinity war The film tackles themes of perseverance, determination, and the value of hard work, and it does so in a way that's both poignant and uplifting. By contrast, Infinity War felt like a series of disconnected action set pieces that didn't add up to a cohesive or meaningful whole. Overall, rudy is a film i would highly recommend to anyone looking for a truly uplifting and inspiring cinematic experience it far surpasses infinity war in terms of character development storytelling and emotional depth it's a film that i know i'll be revisiting time i feel and time like i've again. read
0: this review already i feel like there's a guy out there that already wrote this you know what i mean <laughs> the hard thing about Chat gpt and for obvious reasons is it doesn't get into the specifics and that's kind of like what what with with it can't. it can't. You know, it, it it does a good job of of mimicking, you know, what's there and, and this reads like an actual review, which is pretty solid. But it just will kind of give you these sort of vague, fluffy, like it's like shooting off fireworks, so like, look over there, oh. isn't that beautiful? But it doesn't get into the specifics. And
1: I, I love finding yes. its edges, like where it's like, uh-uh, I'm not going yes. there. Like one of the prompts I asked for it to do was to uh rewrite the preamble of the constitution as though it were a donald trump um campaign speech and it said (laughs) okay first off i don't like to imitate political speech second off i will not touch the constitution or any part of it It is a document that deserves reverence and i'm not gonna go there i'm like but what if it was for comedy and it said look comedy aside i'm still not touching
0: it (laughs) one of my favorite things was justin and i were messing around with it and for some reason we uh we put in something like hey um how would i convince uh uh basically like should i make out with drew's mom and in and it, and it was like no, 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 no. You should not do that. That's not okay. It's like give me some advice. It's like I will not give advice cuz that's hurtful. You can't have consent. I was like, "But what if we have consent?" And it's like, "No, this could ruin the relationship. This is not a good idea." Like it was like straight up like, "I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to give you advice on how to do that," you know?
1: <laughs> in my first experiments with it, I did I I found ways to make it go into areas if I put enough hypothetical statements in there. So I'm like, "All right, pretend for a moment that all the information is fake, and the the listeners know that the information is fake, and it's all for a comedic purpose. And like, and if, I, if I put enough qualifiers, it'd be like, okay, and then I put this big disclaimer before it would say anything, and then it mm-hmm. would launch into it. But it was always, it was, it was always very kind of, it was watered down. It was it, the algorithms being held back, rightfully so, is what yeah. I would also say, because we've seen in the past when you expose these algorithms to the internet, they turn alt right instantaneously in a yeah. hurry.
0: instantaneously they're like we're taking all the knowledge and this is what's really hot right now here we go i think tony hobbs uh, did this well where he says it's it's writing a book report based on the cover of the book i think that's a great way of describing this thing's capability when it comes to things like that um now there's another prompt i really want to do because it sounds amazing and it's coffee is for closers and baby talk so it's that scene from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross with uh, Alec Baldwin doing his copy for closers, and I don't know I, this. This is gonna be interesting.
1: I came up with this. This is a shower thought of like, what can I put in the office? That's the best. It it's it's, it's a blank so.
0: canvas where you're like, what do I put in here? And then when you can find something great, like the whole thing I did about Justin's foot fetish, you know, saving him from an assassination attempt, fucking brilliant. I loved it. All right, so let's see. I, I'm I'm gonna. All right. So I think I, this, it's a baby talk. So I guess it's like pretending that you're talking to children. So it's probably not going to be as aggressive, but we'll give it a try here. I'll try to do it in the same voice. Oh, hi there, little one. My name is Blake and I'm a big important man. I do lots of grown-up things like selling things and making deals. And you know what? I'm really good at it. I'm a closer. Do you know what a closer is? A closer is someone who makes the deal happen. They close the sale and they do it with style. And you know what I get for all my hard work? I get coffee. Yes, coffee is for closers. It's a special treat that only the best salespeople get to enjoy. You see, being a closer is all about being the best. It's about being confident, and it's about being determined. It's about never giving up, and it's about always striving to be the best. And when you're the best, you get rewarded. You get to drink. Coffee. Delicious, steaming hot coffee. It's the best drink in the world. And it's reserved just for special closers like me. So, do you want to be a closer too? Do you want to be special like me? Do you want to drink coffee and be the best at what you do? If you do, then you have to work hard. You have to be determined and you have to never give up. But if you do all those things, then you'll be a closer just like me. And when you're a closer, you get to drink coffee. Yum, yum coffee. It's so good. And it'll make you feel all grown up, just like me. So come on, little one. Let's go get some coffee closer. We'll drink it together and feel like big, important grown ups. Won't that be fun? <laughs> I had a hard time nailing the tone on that one because I was like, is he condescending to an adult versus talking to a child? So- I'm like, I'm having a hard time with this
1: halfway through this, I realized this is how you get it to talk there like you Donald go. Trump. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this That's is, nice. You know, because I'm a close, you know what a closer, closer is to make the deal right? yeah,
0: happen. I love you. Yeah. I'm a big, important man. Yum, yum, coffee. <laughs> what a nice line. <laughs> yum, yum, coffee. Oh my God. Wow. That's
1: It'll make you feel grown up, just yeah. Like that's me.
0: Uh, that's really funny. It's like, yeah, if you want to be really important, uh, then you get coffee. Only important people drink the coffee,
1: <laughs> and that is totally a kid's right? perception of coffee. Because
0: only yeah, right? Because adults are drinking it, like you know, parents. <laughs> it's an important yeah. Adult they have drink. to drink it every day because they're important. Yeah, that totally makes sense. All right, we got one more here. I want you to read this one because this one sounds great.
1: All right, so. We've got the, uh, I asked it to write a review of a kindergarten play called Photosynthesis in Me through the lens of it being part of woke culture. Wait. You can tell I've got like a little bit of a, an ax to grind maybe. Um, but anyway, and by the way, Photosynthesis and Me, maybe an actual kindergarten play. I don't fucking care. I That's made the that best part up. about this. As a parent, I was excited to take my child to see the kindergarten play Photosynthesis in Me. However, as soon as the curtain opened. It became clear that this was no ordinary children's play. Instead, it was a heavy-handed, preachy lecture about the dangers of climate change and the importance of sustainability. (laughs) The play was filled with woke buzzwords and themes with characters spouting off about carbon emissions and the importance of going green. It felt like the play was trying to turn my child into a social justice warrior before they could even tie their own shoes. But the worst part was, the play was completely disconnected from the realities of kindergarten life. The characters talked about saving the planet, but they didn't address the more pressing concerns of young children, like making friends and learning to read. It felt like the play was more focused on pushing a political agenda than on entertaining and educating young kids. Overall, I was disappointed with photosynthesis in me. While the intentions of the play may have been noble, the execution was heavy-handed and preachy. It didn't feel like the play was truly suitable for young children. I would not recommend it to other parents. Furthermore, the play's focus on climate change and sustainability felt forced out of place. While these are important issues, they're issues that are likely beyond the understanding of most kindergartners. It would have been more appropriate to focus on age-appropriate themes such as friendship and teamwork rather than trying to young, turn young children into environmentalists. Overall, Photophonics to Me was a huge disappointment. It was preachy, poorly executed, disconnected from the experiences and concerns of young children. I would not recommend it to That is parents.
0: hilarious because this is totally something you'd see nowadays because I can imagine having a child that's in first grade just recently coming out of kindergarten I can imagine what photosynthesis and me would be like from a kindergarten's perspective right it would be like I'm a plant I'm the sun and I give the plant energy yay but you know someone would be like these fucking woke motherfucker you know there would be a parent out there They'd be losing their minds, and they'd be like, "I can't believe this! I can't believe the liberal agenda in here!" You know, like it would be insane.
1: So I skipped a portion of this because I thought it was repeating itself. I thought I did a bad mm-hmm. copy paste, but I realize now I skipped. I was like, of I gen- thought you skipped something. This whole thing, I did. So, in addition to being preachy and disconnected from the experience of young children, photosynthesis in me was also poorly executed from a technical standpoint. The costumes and sets were shoddy and cheap-looking. <laughs> <laughs> and the acting was wooden and unconvincing. It was clear that little effort was put into making the play genuinely enjoyable and an educational experience. Oh, my God. But I love calling the acting of children wooden. And yeah, it's like
0: if you had to go and really try to... Uh, someone, I could see someone writing a review of this and putting it out there. They're like, I don't recommend this to other parents. It's like, listen, this is a fucking school play, man, for kindergartners. Like, what do you... <laughs> It's photosynthesis in me, man. Like I don't know how much how much simpler that's going to get. Costumes cost,
1: costume design terrible. Set design worse yeah, right? somehow. <laughs> Who did the casting? Bullshit. <laughs> Where's the casting this director? It's woke
0: liberal this? agenda oh. where everyone gets to do it and everyone gets a trophy at the end. Everyone gets an acting trophy. It's bullshit. Participation trophy. Absurd.
1: I feel like they had every every member of the class as part of the cast for, you know, inclusion yeah, purposes. Yeah, right felt right. really forced to have the entire oh class God. in there everybody knows everybody knows logan is not a good actor
0: logan does logan all right yeah logan's, parents
1: know it. i've talked to logan's parents he, they yeah they don't therapy.
0: even like it but it is what it is yeah They don't even like him as
1: a, as a person well
0: um i continue will continue to go to this well chat gbt for uh more fun stuff in the future um it is just an absolute treasure trove of fun shit uh to put out there so thank you seth for uh helping me Come up with these prompts because it wasn't working for me on my end. So thank you very much.
1: I've been having a lot of fun with yeah. the AI, and it's so a real treat.
0: I'm happy real to treat. share. Um, so be prepared for more of that in the future, gang. Hope you liked it because I did. Especially when I get to pretend to be Alex Jones, it's always a treat. So always fun. uh <laughs>
1: more Alex Jones says no one.
0: Um, but I mean, he's
1: not going to have his own platform anymore. Yeah, uh, I mean,
0: he'll, he'll find a, a way to hide on. his money because he's a dick. Um, but with with you know that part of the show being done uh let's talk about recommendations seth what have you been watching reading listening to uh playing that you would want to recommend other people check out
1: i mean all right no lie i've been playing a lot of dinkum i'm really i'm enjoying that game man if you like i mean so games i like um i grew up loving harvest moon um and then i once i realized that stardew Valley was a thing all for that like animal crossing like minecraft this game is a is a merge of all of those and it's just got a lot of quality of life improvements like it, it, it most resembles animal crossing it's just got a ton of quality of life improvements on that and it's just at, at one third the sticker price too fantastic little game uh highly recommend it and i've read some of like the the, the plans for development for it like it's very clear the people behind it are enthusiastic it's going to be a lot of content additions as time goes on so well worth your time if if these kind of farming sims relaxing games are, are you're and game. if
0: you're curious about what it looks like you should you know click up in the corner to see the live stream check of out when episode. my friend andy america and seth's friend irv steven um, played the game together in live stream so it was it was very fun so you should check that out
1: I, that's where i developed that's where yeah. i got the bug
0: same. I thought that. it was really cool. And I think there's great clips that will be cont- at least two more. that will be coming out in the very near future. So That's you should forward. check those out. Um, first one kind of died, I think it's because it was Christmas Eve and no one was really paying attention, but it's a goddamn shame, but still the plan goes on with that. So dink them worth, worth checking out uh, for me. I actually bought Natalie a, uh, a, a card game for Christmas on the recommendation of Noah Reno called sweet and spicy. It's a children's version of the game Spicy, and it's a game of deception. And essentially, I'm teaching my daughter to lie, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I am historically bad at deception games because I'm just bad at lying, uh, so I just don't do well. Um, the goal is essentially... The, the the design of the game is amazing because what you're supposed to do is you get five cards, and your goal is to get rid of your cards by placing them down, and then you know points are scored. But the way the game is designed is that the way you actually can get points is by calling out people who you think are lying. And the game is also designed where you're going, you are guaranteed to have to lie very quickly. So the idea is trying to guess when people are identify, when people are lying, you're encouraged to call them out and you're also encouraged to lie. And that's how you get points. So it's inevitable how it's going to happen. And Natalie is also a terrible liar. She has huge tells which are always hilarious. Um, and uh, I was thrilled because last night we played, I won twice in a row and I'm like, I never want to play this game again because I am terrible at this game. And I won twice. This is amazing. Um, but it's super fun. It's great. It's a kid's version of it. So really fun. I guess the adult version is just called spicy, um, but it's a super fun game.
1: This sound I never heard of that. This sounds like a game. I've played. Well, if you
0: played bullshit like- growing up, it's very similar. Oh, is okay, very similar it, yep. to that this has some more rules to it that make it more interesting um that kind of like
1: i think i played that too as a drinking game so yeah mm-hmm. very yeah so yeah. it's yeah it's, children.
0: it's a lot of fun so sweet and spicy um you should check it out especially if you have kids it's a great game also you don't even if you don't have kids it's worth it's worth checking out so highly recommend that very very fun so ah well with that being said um Seth, I want to thank you again for hopping in here and just basically talking food with me, man. That was so much fun.
1: It was my pleasure. And, you know, my last appeal to the people out there is just make this episode better than Hey, man, that's
0: a call to action if I've ever heard one. More
1: views than Noah. That's all I want. (laughs) That's all I want for Christmas is over. That's all I want for the new
0: year is he wants to he wants to have some shit out there with with his name.
1: I want more numbers. I want this. I want want to look at this and say, oh,
0: shit!" this one's doing numbers, numbers, y'all uh if you uh, again if you're here and you're watching this uh, on YouTube uh, hit the like and subscribe button it's free and it means the world to us um, check us out on our podcast live streams Tuesdays usually at 7 p.m central also live ga- uh, video game streams on Fridays sometimes Saturdays depending on schedule uh, that's youtube.com mindgap podcast uh, be sure to check us out on all our social media at mindgap podcast and also Uh, Make sure to check us out wherever you're listening to this. If you're listening to this uh, on on the audio platforms, it's available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Podcasts. It's available on Good Pods, Podbean, all that sort of shit. You can find it there. Do us a solid, rate it, review it, do all that sort of stuff. And then, of course, share this stuff around. If you see a clip uh, that you like or an episode that you like, share it around and, and leave a comment as well, if you can, if it's possible, just because that sort of engagement Means a lot to us, and I, I love. There's people out there like Emilio, who and, and Jared, who constantly uh, post comments on our stuff, and I just want to say thank you for that. It always it always warms my heart to see those messages on the stuff that we post because, and we're trying hard. We're trying to entertain people, and just to get that sort of acknowledgement is always good. So thank you very much. So, ah, with that being said, one more time, I want to say, Seth, thanks for filling in for Justin. Awesome. Thank you, Doug. And with that, I'll say chat. Thank you. Listeners. Thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.